much time do you want for your progress? progress, progress. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically, imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and B.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. Dr. Hayes, here we are on this whatever day, this the 11th day of January 2024. How you doing before we jump in? I got a whole lot to share, videos and what. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm, I'm doing I know you snowed in. So. Yeah, snowed in, expected for a little bit more. Here we are. Uh, it's winter time. And so do we expect anything any less different. The squirrels have been getting fat for a long time. And so, uh, and, and so it is what it is, but fair, fair warning, fair warning, um, fair warning, Dr. Hey, so much stuff is going on. I got three clips. I want to share two of them by, uh, sound bites of cat Williams. And the other is Sonny Hoskins. And I want to share Sonny Hoskins in particular, because my, my youngest sister, Angela, uh, Cooper Fobb said, this reminds me of clatter chatter on things that matter. And it's a, I said, oh, what a great compliment. And, and, and I just want to play this and I, and I want us to lean in also on, on Cat Williams. He dropped a lot of kernels of wisdom and I, I just want to do honor and I hope it, it's going to work. And so uh, let me let me let me add to the stage this Sonny Hoskins interview and, and we're going to talk in between. So here, listen to this. is not resonating in the same way that when in 2016, when Joe Biden issued that video, 2020 rather, and he said, I'm running to save the soul of this country. It resonated with me in a way that I never thought it would. And that's how he got my vote, mm-hmm. as, as everybody knows. Because I, I can, you know, switch around candidates that I like or not. And when I listen to we're going to save our democracy, I start thinking, well, unfortunately, you didn't really save the soul of this country because we're more divided now than we ever were. And, and, and I start thinking, well, then our democracy is really at risk. So those two things can exist at the same time. Right. So stay with me here. What we're seeing by the Republican Party, and I give it to them, we're seeing a long game. We're seeing that they are dismantling or attempting to dismantle institutions. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the most elite colleges and universities in the world, which, by the way, they all went to. Everybody in the Supreme Court went there. Elise Stefanik went there. All the Congress people went there. Mm -hmm. Ted Cruz went there. Those schools are not good enough anymore because, I think, because now people that don't look like them were getting in. Affirmative action, no more. Why? So that... People that don't look like them 
don't get in. Women don't have reproductive rights anymore over their own bodies. Why? So they can have power over women. Why, are, why is French and Mandarin and Spanish being taken away from our public schools? So that we can be a monolistic, a, mono, a monolingual society and can't compete globally? We, the Republicans, are intentionally dumbing down our electorate, erasing history so that past can become prologue and so they can remain in power. And it's grievance politics at its best and it's because people see what Sarah was saying, I can't pay my electric bill, my, my gas bill's high, I, I need my food. And why is that? Why is my station in life like this? It's because that black guy got into Harvard and became president. Or it's because that immigrant is over there doing better, than, not driving a nicer car than I'm driving. It's grievance politics, but culture wars specific. And I wish people could see it in that way because this is not by accident. But Okay, Dr. Hayes, that was loaded. What do you think? Well, I, I, I agree. I agree largely. Um, I just, I don't understand. I don't think that grievance is by and large the main issue. I think culture is, and it's difficult for some people to handle multicultural concepts. In other words, where we don't all have to observe or live by the same rules. We don't do what we do the same way. We don't speak the same language. Um, this has been, and excuse me for zip into to theology. But I think this has been an issue from the beginning of time. This whole trick to make everybody the same. And I always have felt that this attempt to make everybody conform to a particular mode or a, a, a common way of doing and being was anti-God because if we accept the premise that we were all created as individuals, surely in, in the image and likeness of God, which is, which is in itself a freedom to create and recreate. And it has been planted within us this option, this ability to diversify to be different and to be unique and to be uh, whatever our personality dictates or allows us to be. So it's a, it's a deep issue for me. And I think it's, as, as uh, uh, some folk would say, I think it's straight from the pit of hell. I would be one and, of those to say that. <laughs> and so I think we need, to understand the type of struggle we're in, uh, the war, the warfare is not carnal, but it is spiritual. I agree. And what is so interesting is that um, the all.
species are diverse. As I was leaving my personal trainer today, uh, we were riding along, and there was this um, brown squirrel and a black squirrel climbing up the tree. Even there are gray squirrels, there are red squirrels, even, but they still hanging out climbing up the tree. There are various species of trees. You got an oak tree, a maple tree, a weeping willow, the redwoods, the pine trees. They're not trying to fight each other. They know their role in nature. You got all sorts of variations of plants. Just look in my background. I got an asparagus plant. I got an African milk tree that's a friend tree. I got all kinds of, I got a peace lily. I got a a, a, a pink Sarah, whatever that is. I got a, 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 a Swiss cheese plant with holes in it. That's just a few of these variations that you might be able to see on my back. Um, oh, diverse and types of animals. To peacefully coexist. They That's have learned the to be peacefully coexist. They're living beings. And they don't have nearly the intellect that we have. Not as at all. And <laughs> but but humans, the biggest organ that we have is this epidermis, and it protects us. That skin, it's the layer of protection. Yet it is that most divisive. Space And I was telling my class yesterday, I said, I just am so amazed that no matter what, I can take a dose of Tylenol for an ailment. And, and a white guy could take the same dose. And, and a black man could take the same dose. And a native person or, or a Latinx person or a queer person. It doesn't say on that bottle of Tylenol. To take a particular dose if I'm from the United States or if I'm a black Protestant or a white Catholic or a or a Jew or a member of the Islamic faith tradition or Hindu, pain is universal. Yet we we still have this this whole uh, proclivity to polarize, and I am amazed that. The state of being in which we return to is spiritual. And I ain't seen a spirit. I don't want to see no spirit. And, and then when this earth and tabernacle is dust destroyed, even the dust looks the same. Ain't no black dust floating around in your house. Ain't no white dust. It's the dust from the cells that shed, and it all looks the same. A ring around the bathtub all looks the same. It does. And Ajax a comet could let that ring around your tub that looks the same, which means that we're all the same. And, and that divisive politics that we're playing because of race and gender and even economic status is straight from the pit of hell. Because God and you know and you know this, Doctor Cooper, that the they when they discovered that we were all the same, and they uncovered the genome and found out that we're all basically coming from the same place. That the, the genetic makeup is the same. Then they decided to disqualify science. Say that when COVID came, there was a a major disrespect. 
respect for the scientific community. And uh, I think that all stems from this whole idea of trying to say that there really is no difference. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally, we are genetically the same. Mm-hmm. Same blood. Same blood. And see, they, they they depend a lot on this whole bloodline thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you discounted the value of blood to make me better, <laughs> to make me, you know, superior, mm-hmm. then they decided to go after to the scientific community as well because all our laws historically when it when race became a social construct and the idea of whiteness was presented as better than everybody else who was not white and and i, I this a this is a white piece of paper it's a white piece of paper i ain't never seen anybody this color this was white it's a white piece of paper so so they started this whole idea of mulatto this biraciality if you will two races and then mulatto from the mulatto we have which is which is the uh, etymology from the word mule a mule is a mixture of a horse and a donkey lord jesus a mule a mulatto okay so etymology work right here then we get this whole from the mulatto we get this whole idea of of a of a quadroon so that's one-fourth black. Octoroon, that's one-eighth black. And then they just couldn't take it no more. And then they got to this one-drop blood rule, Dr. Hayes. If you got one drop, then your DNA, then you're going to be black. And then, like you said, at the end of the day, everybody came from that one ancestor in the motherland. That's why black bodies have been used for scientific research because they know that if if that DNA of of a of a African can save the world, thank you Henrietta Lacks, thank you Onesimus who gave us this smallpox uh, inoculation that other organizations like the Johnson and Johnson Corporation and et cetera et cetera developed the vaccine that transdermal application. We, we, all of our scientific advances has been at the bodies of black folks. And, and here we are. The grievance is this, Dr. Hayes. They're grieving. The remembrance is grievous unto us because they're grieving <laughs> with the fact that the lies that they have traveled through generations have, have the light of epiphany is on it. And so, how you like us now? We're here. We ain't going nowhere. It's like what Fantasia says. I'm free. I'm here. And I'm going to live it. So keep keep it moving. Keep it moving. Come on, Dr. Hayes. Keep talking. <laughs> well, did you have another one? Another I do. I got two more because it, it actually all flows in this feng shui or this ebb and flow. Here's clip number two. If you can do that, it'll change your life. You'll really start making decisions and living your life like this is all you got, just this one day. But you could be a winner. You could be a winner on this day. It just, it's just work ethic. And not the work ethic they talk about. They tell you work ethic where they do all these movies. I'm the hardest working man. Well, no, everybody goes to work every day. But right. Yeah. 
I'm saying, I go to work all the time. Everybody who works goes to work every day. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You get, what? You think I respect you more than my gardener? I don't. I don't. He work every day. Rain or shine. So that's the Protestant ethic that we have used in this country to say, if you work hard and you pull yourself up by the bootstraps, and like Cat Williams said, everybody works. And nobody is working any harder than anybody else, but we have set up this system to glorify particular uh, professions, if you will. And I think Dr. King said it. If you're going to, and his birthday celebration is coming up, if you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper that you can be. Everybody can be great because everybody can serve. And when he was murdered, assassinated in Memphis, Dr. King. He was down there to help equalize the social stratosphere of sanitation workers. That if our sanitation workers can't be raised to a level of economic stability like our surgeons, our sanitation workers are the first line of defense. We saw that during the pandemic. They're the ones who are emptying out the garbage, the, the human waste of, of viruses. But yet they're not seen as having this power. So Cat Williams was like, everybody works hard. And I shouldn't get paid any greater because you might think status-wise, my being a surgeon is much better than being a sanitation worker. Come on, Dr. Hayes. Well, you know, this this comes in... This, I think you have to go back to the social structure um, where this this false sense of value uh, for people who whose work entails intellect more than physicality and uh, which which I think comes out of this social structure of elitism versus the common person who who does physical labor. And that goes back to what Sonny Hostin said, right? That these elite institutions are now being common <laughs> because the common folk are now going to, and the common folk mean black folks or people of color. So those who are considered, those who are considered, um, physical laborers, they are not, they were never intended to be intellectual workers. They were intended for their, that's what they talk about black bodies. Um, They brought those black bodies over here to do the physical labor so they could sit back and fan on the front porch. Which goes back to the hierarchical structure that the Greeks gave us, the aristocracy, and and these poor yes. pilgrims that came over on the Mayflower, they were poor and poor. They were mad at the monarchy because they embodied the aristocracy, this level to which they would never achieve or come to. So they were socialized with this whole proclivity of poor. Yeah, but it's the same thing that's happened to us where where we have come to the place where we seek to be like the oppressor say that doc you talk about it all the time but that but uh, I, I take it down a little level children learn what they live 
And so we have lived within the confines of this aristocracy. And this is the thing to be um, uh, ascended to, the thing that we can work towards, the thing that we one day can become. But the intention was never for the, the laborer <laughs> to become an aristocrat. That never was the intention. But here's what happened. And then you got these religious. They started. Don't let, let me let me get this in. Go they ahead. started having having sexual relations between the aristocracy and the working class. That's where things got messed up. Isn't that kind of like what happened? Because in- then they started having children, and then this white man would say, "This is my child. I want them to have." special opportunities so they got a chance to learn how to read they got a chance to to live in the big house they got a chance to put on nice clothes you see Mm -hmm. and you give them a taste and others look they watch we become that which we see and so the mess that we have now i say mess because they think it's a mess (laughs) is one that they created because master couldn't couldn't keep you know his private parts private <laughs> there and there's that so here's the third clip dr hayes and we're gonna make it all make it do what it do that's friend that's a weird thing <laughs> only in the fact that when i wake up in the morning no matter where i am i don't need nothing whatever i need is right around me and whatever I don't have, it's only just because I don't have it. It's not because I can't get it. All I got to do is want it, and it belongs to me. So because of that, because I'm favored by God, like when I see people's wives and stuff, I don't even look at them. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't want to look at nothing I don't want to have because I, I know how blessed I am. If I look at it, I got it. <laughs> that's how Diddy be feeling. So that's some deep stuff, right? That here's the thing, it is this whole idea of understanding that we don't have to covet anything. We don't have to want what the oppressor has. We don't have to want what the Joneses, what they used to say, keeping up with the Joneses, whoever the Joneses are. We don't have to uh, covet celebrity. We don't have to covet uh, a lot of stuff, and and I believe that was a major gem of Cat Williams when he says, "I strive to be a friend of God," and 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 because I believe that I can be a friend of God, I know I'm gonna be all right. Nothing else matters in the greater scheme of things. And I wonder, or I imagine, what does it look like when we can be at that level of peace? that surpasses all understanding that I don't have to wake up with anxiety because people are racist or they're sexist or they're homophobic that, that I can be at peace because that's their issue. I'm good. How, how do we, how do we live that? And, and we know anxiety is real and people are all uh, on this little nervous twitching kind of stuff and, and maybe even experiencing other mental health issues because This society can make you lose your mind, make you lose sleep, 
make you anxious for it. What the what what is they be anxious for nothing? But everything with prayer and supplication, make your request known. And then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Don't make any sense. But that peace of God, and I think this is what Cat Williams was saying. If you parlay that with what Sonny Hostin was saying, and then we ended with what Cat Williams was saying, we're good. Come on, Dr. Hayes. In the sense of the sense of well-being, this is what we're talking about. We 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 have to have that sense of I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay with who I am. I'm okay with who you are. I'm okay with the world. I'm okay with what I have in terms of possessions. That sense of well-being. That, that only comes when we are in harmony with creation, with the creator and the creation. Because as he said, the whole thing about being a friend of God means being in harmony with God and the things that God tells us, shows us, demonstrates to us are the things that are of value and worth in the world. Love, number one. And where there is love, there will be hope and peace. And there will be the sense of well-being that only comes when we are okay with the world. And um, one, one of the things that I think is going on now is that we're being encouraged not to be okay with things. <laughs> Not to be okay with people who are different color, a different culture, a different persuasion. We're, we're being told not to be okay with the way the world has been constructed. And so we go about trying to undo what has been done in a perfect way. And we try to create our own thing which is not in harmony. In other words, we, we dig up oil out of the ground and we pollute the rivers and, and we try to redirect the way the water flows and we set up dams and all of that to go against what has already been declared good and perfect <laughs> because we think we have the mistaken idea that we could do something better and then dr hayes not only um, do we manipulate nature but we have a tendency to alter our bodies because we're not okay well that's nature we're not okay well mm -hmm. that's true we're not okay yeah and, and i think yeah. that i think one of the questions that we ask maybe we should go back and ask the question how are you today and ask or have the wait time for a legitimate response rather than being flippant, because some are not okay. And leave room for affirmation. Leave room for affirmation. Because I need for you to say back to me that I'm okay. It's not enough for me to tell you I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And you go off and say, she show is jacked up. Right. <laughs> I need you to say back to me. In other words, affirm my sense of well-being 
and say to me, you're okay. I like your style. I, I, I like the way you talk. I like the way you look. Whatever you can harmonize with. We have to affirm that in each other so that our community is truly together. That's the problem. They have torn us asunder. And by go- telling us that something's wrong with the way we are, something's wrong with the way we do things, something is wrong um, in our community because we love each other. So basically, it goes back to this this thing that we do in in um, marriage ceremonies. One of the vows: "What God has joined together, let nobody tear asunder." And it's our joining. It's not not the the people who are engaged in this ritual but literally when you think about it, it's much at a deeper level god has joined us together and us as as a human being mind body and soul that's joined together but then as neighbors we are joined together and whoever that is that's trying to tear us asunder is from the pit of hell all right, Dr. Hayes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You ready to thank sh- you. You ready to shake this off? God bless you. Hold on as we go out. <laughs> Let's hold on. Let's be who we are. It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. Remember that everything will be all right. Until we meet again, stay safe and well.